Welcome to the Insurance Post podcast. I'm Emran Hughes, editor of Insurance Post, and to mark the ninth Dive In Festival, which this year focuses on unlocking innovation, the power of inclusion, we have not one, but two podcasts for you on this topic. For the first of two special Insurance Post podcasts to coincide with this year's Dive In Festival, which we are proud to be media partner of, I'm joined by specialist risk groups Claire Lebeck and Davies Carolyn Blunt to talk about what their businesses are doing to create a culture of inclusive innovation. Today on the Insurance Post podcast, I'm excited to have with me Claire Lebeck, Group Chief Operating Officer of Specialist Risk Group, and Carolyn Blunt, Vice President of Davies Academy. They're going to share their expertise on creating an inclusive work environment and the benefits for their businesses and wider society when it comes to insurance products and services. Hi, Claire and Carolyn. Welcome to the Insurance Post podcast. Hi, Emma. Hi, Emma. So, Claire, what do you feel has been the impact of diversity and inclusion strategies on products and services to date? I think I'd like to look at this from a sort of an industry initiative perspective. Um, Back in 2020, there was a a fantastic piece of work that was done by the Chartered Insurance Institute called Insuring Women's Futures. It looked at um, bettering women's financial resilience. I think coming out of that, there were a couple of really good uh, pieces of work, particularly that looked at pensions and, you know, moments that matter to women particularly around their caring responsibilities, et cetera, and how that impacts on their financial resilience later in life. Uh, there was a really some really good recommendations, but I'm not quite sure that we fully picked up on them, but things like defaulting um, to, to having a sharing pension, particularly as women are some women are getting divorced later in life and being actually more vulnerable um, financially, and also looking at um, the pension enrolment r- rules around it. So it looked at both policy, government policy, and insurance policy and products. But one of the other things that came through, we talk, you know, you talked earlier about products and services, was making making sure that around those products there are services, particularly around making sure that women were financially literate, um, which is actually so important for them. The other thing, obviously, is around client segmentation. Um, and I think there's been a lot of talk around just being a bit more granular with those segmentations. Um, so there's a lot of good work going on. Uh, I think we're just little, still a little bit behind the curve in terms of translating that into something tangible for our customers. So still more to do. Carolyn, can you talk a bit about how your organisation goes about creating an inclusive innovation process that encourages, you know, colleagues across the business to, you know, engage in co-creation? Yeah, I think it's something that we've done really quite well at Davies for a number of years now. Um, We've had thousands of colleagues participate in our Davies Innovation Lab. So everybody at all levels is encouraged to put forward an idea um, and those ideas are all reviewed. Um, Everybody's rewarded for at least a submission. But then the final shortlisting process um, is really quite involved and from that have come some fantastic ideas and some really great experiences just bringing colleagues together and collaborating and providing more learning and development experiences about innovation itself. Claire, can you talk a bit about what action Specialist Risk Group has taken to break down those silos and encourage collaboration? Yeah, we do a lot of cross-company initiatives. We run a um, a high-potential forum and people from all aspects of the business, from both our shared services and our um, business units, work together and we and we're very sensitive also to the, to the makeup of, the, of of those hypo schemes to make sure we've got both a good mix of different businesses but also different backgrounds age range 
ethnicity, gender, etc. So we've got a really good mix. Um, and likewise, we also do a lot of um, sort of all company get together hubs where we encourage people to present together from different parts of the business in a you know joint presentation on a topic that they feel particularly passionate about, be that crypto, cyber or you know, talent and diversity. So we are really good actually at SRG in creating those opportunities to work together more collaboratively cross-function. Carolyn, what role do you feel talent has in terms of kind of creating that inclusive innovation culture in an organisation? I think it's absolutely at the heart of it. We know as a sector that insurance has work to do in terms of attracting more young talent, more diverse talent. And I work with my colleagues to really bring that emerging careers strategy to the big insurers and through the broker networks as well. Um, And we're using the Apprenticeship Levy Fund very creatively to, to make that happen where we can. But I think unless people can see it, it's really hard for them to be it in an organisation. So we've got to have those role models. We've got to have that allyship, that mentoring. And by having all of that cross collaboration and teamwork, we just we get better ideas. We get better customer service um, and we, we can see the facts that organisations that are more diverse are more profitable and are more successful and are more resilient. I'm very aware we're competing with an action-packed um, agenda for this year's diving festival. Um, so to conclude, I, um, let's reflect on um, Claire. I mean, as you touched on, there's been work on um, kind of gender in the past, um, but do you feel the insurance industry is now better at serving a wider array of customers due to the inclusivity steps it has taken, or you know, what more does the industry need to do to focus on different groups? I think we obviously we've made some steps forward, but as I said at the very beginning, there is more to do. Mm. I think we should also, it's not just about products and services, but also distribution and looking at, you know, we've got the Gen Z coming through now, the most diverse generation yet, um, both in terms of ethnicity and the way they consume content, etc. I think there's more that we can do for that as they enter their insurance buying life if you like is more that we can do around that to make sure that we are tapping into that both in terms of attracting talent and making sure we're using the right channels to attract the talent but also how to, to you know ensuring that they understand the the financial products how we, we're distributing and, and selling those products too and the kind of language we're using so that is it is it is inclusive so a way to go I think yeah Emma a way to go mm. and you touched on um, kind of like um, caring as well um, mm. in our conversation ahead of the podcast what what action do you feel needs to take place in that area I think a lot of work needs to be look on, looked at on pensions in that mm. area because obviously many people do leave the workforce Carolyn and I were talking in the green room about people leaving the workforce early workforce early to, for, to take on caring mm. responsibilities and if that is unpaid then you know there's a big pension pot deficit um, and equally when you know women and men leave work to look after children you know sometimes their pay suffers and therefore then that impacts on their pension so I think there's more we can do in that product space particularly very much so on the caring side don't you think Carolyn? I would absolutely agree with that. I think the flexible working policies are absolutely critical to making it happen. Um, Hybrid working, having the right tech and leadership and communication to make people feel comfortable to make the work and the way the work lands in their diaries fit their lifestyle and their responsibilities. We are losing too many women from the workforce, either 
due to caring responsibilities for children or later in life for older family, caring responsibilities, menopause, all sorts of issues. And that is just hemorrhaging really great talent and role models out. And without that, we're really struggling to turn the dial and get the gender balance in the insurance sector to 50-50. We're still at 60-40. So we have got some way to go. Mm, Talent, we want to get back in the industry to kind of get more diversity of thought um, in the processes and operations of the industry. Um, Carolyn, the last word goes to you. So do you feel that compared to a decade ago, the general insurance industry is now better at serving a wider array of customers? But as Claire touched on, more steps need to be taken to, to continue that journey. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, the technology has also come along so much. We can use speech analytics software and we can identify vulnerabilities. And I think people are a lot more aware um, of what that might look like and sound like and how it might be transient. Um, but there are you know, s- still things we need to do to get better. Um, and I think we've all got to play our part in that. That brings us to the end of this Dive In Festival special episode of the Insurance Post podcast. I'd like to thank Claire and Carolyn for joining us and sharing their insight on what it takes to make this a more inclusive, innovative industry. As always, also thanks to you for listening to the Insurance Post podcast. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Insurance Post and following us on Facebook, LinkedIn and X. Make sure you come back tomorrow to hear the second in this two-part podcast when we will be hearing from the Association of British Insurers, Lisa Antola, and Aviva's Johnny Briggs. Until then, this is Emran Hughes signing off. The Insurance Post podcast is a product of InfoPro Digital. Thank you.